What's up, everyone? Uh, so before getting started with this episode, I just wanted to do a quick intro. Um, our guest is Isaiah English. Uh, he actually just started with that pitch a couple months ago, and uh, we landed him an Adidas ad this uh, month, which was dope. Uh, he's a great guy. He lives in Conway, Arkansas. Uh, so if you are from a small town uh, and maybe you want to produce full time or you just want to do music full time in any capacity, uh, this could be a really, really inspiring uh you know, interview for you. And uh, hopefully we can uh, get you in the right foot forward or whatever that saying is. Anyways, uh, here's Isaiah and my conversation. All right. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to the That Pitch Podcast. The That Pitch Podcast helps music producers and artists tap into the world of sync licensing, publishing, music business, and more. So if you are tired of trying to make it and you're more interested in making a living, then you are in the right place. The That Pitch Podcast is brought to you by thatpitch.com, the number one music licensing tool for producers and artists. I'm your host, Mark, the founder of thatpitch.com. Now let's get into the show. I'm chatting with that pitch member, Isaiah English from Conway, Arkansas, who not only landed his first placement like last week or a couple weeks ago, yeah, yeah. you landed another placement a couple days ago, bro. I, I, yeah, like four days ago. Look at you go, baby cakes. <laughs> you're landing them left and right. If oh, there's man. a placement to be had, you're landing it. You better just hand it over now, man. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. So, um, Enoch, our head of NR, he let you know a little bit. Yeah. But I'm really excited because this uh, second placement that you got with us, yeah. um, two things I'm excited about it. One thing is, he already told you, but act surprised. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Isaiah, guess who the client is, bro? Bro, who's the client? Adidas. Yeah, that's right. Scooch back. Yeah, go running. Yeah, we got... We got it. We got an Adidas placement. What? Yep. He walked out. Goodbye. <laughs> Dude. That's, that's right. that's still like, every time I think about it, I'm like, it's not really registering. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I yeah. just joined a couple months ago. Like, I just got yeah. here, you know? Sick. That's wild. Man. I'm stoked for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, cool thing, too, is I actually got to music supervise this, which is only my second Dude. time music supervising. That's awesome. So, the first... The first time I have like an official music supervisor credit was for a Burberry commercial. Wow, so this was like my second wow. one, which is Adidas. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you didn't get that one. But anyways, um, you know, something to tack on to the credentials. Oh, um, you know, just but let's not let's not talk about my creds. Let's talk about you, your career. You're a producer who got a track into an Adidas. You uh land, landed a placement a couple weeks ago for another lo fi mm -hmm, track you mm -hmm. did. Um you're killing it. And you're from Conway, Arkansas. And something that I love talking about is, you know, living in places that are not the stereotypical music market. Oh, yeah. I live in Charlotte. That's not New York, LA, right. or Nashville, or London. Right. Conway, Arkansas, sure as shit is not. <laughs> so, not, like, you know, not. dude, how? how is, uh, how's the scene down there? What are you up to? Mm. Um you're producing a lot. We talked, you know, a lot about your production career. How's everything going, man? Well, we just got a Canes a couple months ago, raising Canes. So like we're moving up in the world. Hell yeah, dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not even actually from here. Like I just moved here last year, but there is a lot of like more than you would expect. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of indie music. There's a lot of coffee shops because yeah. there's like three colleges. So tons of college kids, tons of indie music. Oh. Ton that scene is actually doing better than you would expect it to do for a town of like 60,000 people. 
That's dope. You know what's funny, man, is like one of the best ways to like increase your hype, so to speak, yeah. is through playing college towns. So really? the baby, yeah, the baby is from Charlotte. He blew up. Right, right. Back in 2000, uh, maybe um, I might be wrong, 18 or 19, uh, like right before um, Suge came out, mm. he was touring around North Carolina um, to small college towns. And his whole strategy is that he would book out, uh, you know, an event space or like a venue in a small college town where it was like, you know, a town of 20 or 30,000 people. Right. And you can either see this artist play and, you know, they would like run ads to everybody, you know, in that, in that town on Facebook or Instagram, yeah. or you could just do nothing and drink beer that night or study. So like everybody went to the show. Smart. And That's smart. Smart. And it was packed out because he had no competition. Uh, and then his film crew got all the video of him in front of these crowds, just like freaking mm -hmm. out over to baby, even though they had no idea who he was. <laughs> they ran ads to that, made sure everyone saw it. He blew up and everyone was like, who is this guy? Wow. It's just, he knew how to, yep, he rigged it in a, in a good way. I mean, like perception is reality, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's so much power in small towns and small cities <laughs> and it's so overlooked, man. Plus, like you were saying before, when I first joined up, the overhead is so low. Yeah. So low. Yep. I mean, Conway, Arkansas, you can yeah. get a two-bedroom apartment for $750, 800 a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're paying some rents for you. <laughs> that's like, awesome. That's, like, that's, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> rent right there. Easy. And then some. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that is dope. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny because while you're there... Um, you know, and not as worried necessarily about rent necessarily, you have the economy of the world for music mm -hmm. that pays mm -hmm. a lot more. You, you ju it just goes so much further. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It does. And I mean, like, we're going to see that so, right now, but like you said, it even, even further on once I've got more production clients and it's like higher dollar values per yeah. project. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how is, you know, how did you get started in production? You said you're not originally from Arkansas. So mm -hmm. like, yeah, tell me the story, man. Okay. So let's see. My dad and my mom were both double music majors in college. So that's Hell what that yeah. starts, right? So you got that. You've got my dad who <laughs> was like a worship pastor for half of my childhood. And the other half, he was like, okay. started his own church. So he was like all of, you know, he's the whole staff, right? More or less. Uh, right. But because of that, by the time I was like three years old, I was playing the drums, you know, because he played the drums. We had uh, training in piano and music theory. So I understood like the building blocks pretty early on uh, right. from like the age of nine uh, up until like I moved away for college. I played drums at my church, you know, 52 weeks a year. The drummer got sick one week and my dad was Dude. like, you know, the songs go up there. And then that was it, you know. And at some point, yep. at yep. some point, the worship pastor after my dad left, he gave me an old copy of Reason. Uh, the DAW. And he was like, Oh, here nice. you, go. you don't have anything to record music with. So like here, you know, play around with this on your school laptop and, and figure it out. Yeah. And so I would like deconstruct the demos, you know, and then try and like watch YouTube tutorials. I was making a lot of EDM at the time. So, you know, YouTube tutorials on synth design um, and that sort of thing. And that that's pretty much where the production started. That was probably 2012, 2011, 2012. Yeah. Dude, that's sick. The cool thing about reason too, is like, it's all there. You know, especially earlier versions of Reason, you didn't need anything else. It was just there. It like it came with everything that you needed. Like Pro Tools back then, 
you know, you had to get a bunch of different VSTs and everything. Right. Reason, it was just all set up. It's like, here you go, get started. <laughs> really, that's why I think I gravitated towards Ableton because it was like, I don't know, for some reason that it was like enough for me, oh, okay, you know? Okay. Whereas I came from, I came from Pro Tools before yeah. and I was like, Pro Tools is rough, Fuck man. That. They taught us that in, I went to audio production, not production school, uh, engineering school with yeah. Crass in Phoenix. And yep. they taught us a lot of stuff on oh, nice. Pro Tools. And it was just, it's rough, man, to me, because you have to, you have to manually do like every single step. And when I'm writing, that just takes up so yep. much time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you, dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you started taking on uh, some production clients as well, and you're working remote. So what I, what I think is like really cool about your career is uh, when we first talked, like when you first joined, we had like a call, just like, you know, just chatting yeah. about, I don't know, life production, business, all that. And, um, I thought it was cool because like you really have embraced like, Hey, like remote is the future, you know, yeah. my tracks, all my music that I make is worth something. It's just a matter of like, who's it going to. So it could be artists. It could be for sync. It's just like building the catalog. Right. What, you know, what's kind of been your strategy so far, like for production clients, like what are, what are kind of the goals like in the career? Cause now you got like some serious creds, dude. You got, you got Adidas, <laughs> bro. That's, that's sick, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my business cards. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> dude, produce a track for Adidas. Really? man. <laughs> No, no. For as far as like the remote thing is concerned, I love music and I wanted to make a career out of it like my entire life. But I also like I got married recently and I want to have kids and I don't want to be on the road or in the studio all hours of the day and night and miss them growing up, you know, because to me, that's sure. going to take a higher priority over my work. So when I realized that like remote work and remote production was like a genuine viable career, I didn't know that up until recently. Um, and so when I found that out, I was like, well, this is, this is clearly it because it gives me, you know, the best of both worlds, Hannah Montana. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it's dope. It's like, you just fully embraced it. Cause like, I don't know when I was only producing, like that was my bread and butter. Yeah. I, it, you know, in Charlotte, there wasn't really much going on at the time, right. but I was like, look, it's cheaper to live here. There's clients all around the world that I could work mm -hmm, with, mm -hmm. whether that's for, you know, production for sync or whatever. A lot of times, like they kind of know each other. Like what the way I got into sync was one of my, uh, somebody who reached out to me for production. She was like a, a huge sync agent at this, uh, company in Amsterdam wow. called cloud nine. Yeah. Well, down, downtown Benelux in, uh, in Amsterdam, but they, uh, it was also cloud nine publishing. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, she, uh, Charlotte, she was like working on an indie pop record and she found me. She wanted to work on a record with me for her own stuff. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, well, I do sync. And I was like, what's that? I don't know what sync is, you know? And, um, she's like, well, it does this and it does that. I'm like, well, that's cool. And you know, so it's just, yeah, I yeah. Know, it's, it's kind of cool. They, they all, uh, they all end up working towards one another, don't they? Yo, and just the, the, the process, like you're telling me that story now. And then like, when I told you on our first call, I didn't, I found out about that pitch in line at a coffee shop in Conway, Arkansas. The first time I ever what? met, uh, Alex Velty, who's also, he's part of that pitch too. I think he signed up right before I did. Uh, yeah. But like he, yeah, just, I recently interviewed him. Yeah. yeah. So like <laughs> that's, that's my boy, dude. He lives like right down the street from me. Um, but that was the first time I'd ever oh, met him. Dope. My wife knew him for some reason and was like, Hey, this guy makes music. You guys should get together. So I meet him at this coffee shop. We're standing in line and he's telling me about, oh, I found this guy, Mark Eckert. You know, he runs this like micro sync company. I, and I've never heard of any of this, right? 
So he's like, yeah, here, let me send you the link. Like, go look at his website. And I signed up like a few weeks later. And here we are. Dude, I got to hit up Alex and say thanks, bro. Because, <laughs> but dude, without you, I mean, what what would we have done with this Adidas ad, bro? We would have had to give it to like somebody else, which is inconceivable. I'm, bro. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, man, I'm I'm super proud of you. It's cool because like you're so early on in the like you literally just signed up and you're already got a couple deals. Yeah, it's like I'm oh, kind of surprised. Yeah. You're killing because, it because like at first I was I'm watching <laughs> people like in the in the Facebook community talk about how it's like it's been a while since you know they've placed anything or like they've joined for X number of months and they haven't placed anything yet. And I'm thinking like okay, it may take me like six to nine months to really get like up and running and start getting some placements. And nope. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it just like it. It all depends yeah, because yeah. you never know what people are looking for, right. you know. And the whole point is just like to build a consistent catalog mm-hmm. because you never know when someone's looking for something. Mm-hmm. But once they are, it's like you're the person with the stuff. Exactly. So, exactly. Which yeah. is why uploading it's to pretty cool, man. is so important. Plug for plug for all the rest of that pitch, guys. Upload to Brief C, yeah, yeah, even if they're not asking for it this month. Upload to yeah, just keep building the catalog. Like that's what's so important. I mean. All of your tracks are little pieces of real estate. It's just like, how are we going to rent them out? Mm, that's know? a good way to think about it. It's mm. literally every single song is a piece of real estate. You could sell it, you could rent it out. That's it. But you're just always building houses. That's it. That's a good way. My dad's in real estate now, so like that that really tracks. Yeah. Yeah, that's lit- that's literally yeah. it. That's okay. literally it. Okay. <laughs> Right so, on, and we're basically the property management. There company, you go. There you go. <laughs> You're we're finding we're managing all the houses. <laughs> we're finding renters. We're finding buyers. Yes. yes. The new platform, you can find your own renters and your own buyers. This is going to be crazy. I'll show dude. you that another time. No, no, you already showed I'm me. I'm excited, dude. You showed me last time. Oh, yeah. I did? Oh, yeah, because our last yeah. call didn't even actually happen. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways. Um, well, cool, man. Yeah, you're killing it. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like we covered so much. Uh, not a terribly long interview, <laughs> right, but like, right. uh, you're killing it. You're still killing it. You got an Adidas ad. Yeah. What, what else? Um, dude, do you have any, do you have any lessons that you want people, or do you have any like advice that you want people to know? Like, I would really like to break into kind of the small town stuff because okay. I feel like that's a huge hurdle for people. Like they really think if they're not in LA or, New York or Nashville Mm. or London and even people who are there like, well, I'm only in this neighborhood or whatever, you know, you're killing it. And, you know, you definitely live in a small town. It's it's like almost a mindset thing. Yeah, I think it is because I've done the whole like, so I've lived in probably six or seven states at this point. And I've, I've lived in California. I did the whole like taking trips to LA to, you know, like three, four days straight, just do songwriting and like basically sleep in the studio, you know, do that whole thing. And that didn't that didn't get me any further than than being out here has. So I, I do not think it's a it's a physical location thing anymore. And the number of people that I hear that still believe it is, which I get it because it's been that way for so long, or the whole like you have to run into people in the hallway in order to make a collaboration happen because that's the way it's always been done. And it's like to me, it's the same mindset as the the last generation that didn't grow up on the internet, not understanding the capabilities and like what you could do with it. And thinking, well, we still have to do everything mm-hmm. in person. And for like for our right. generation and anybody younger, like who grew up on the internet, we just take it for granted. We can talk to people from anywhere. I've I've played games for years and years, and so I'll have like friends on Discord. We playing games with people in Germany, you know, that like 
I'm waking up and they've like been on for hours, you know, or however the, however the time works there. So I think it's just, like you said, yeah. it's a mindset thing. I mean, I just didn't assume that I couldn't. I was like, yeah, I can, I can find people on like Instagram or TikTok that I, you know, that I, that I rock with. I like their music. I can start talking to them and, and, and make something happen. Just a mindset thing. Yep. I mean, most of my like big connections in the industry have happened through LinkedIn. Hmm, okay. Um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn's been great for me. And then Instagram, obviously. Um, but it's kind of funny. Usually when like I travel to a new city, I don't meet new people. I just connect with people that I'm already tight with through Instagram or LinkedIn or just like phone calls that huh. a lot of honestly, like getting email intro, like, like a nice E intro is just so lovely. <laughs> like I got there, there's this license actually happened twice this week. Um, I think I actually made a post in the group because um, today I had a, a meeting with this company in India. I had this meeting with this company in San Diego. And both of those were just through like email intros for somebody that I, I yeah, looking back, I reached out to a person on LinkedIn, um, Jessica from Audio Shake. She's awesome. Super cool person. Nice. She's building like this STEM creation software. Ooh. And it's really, really cool. You like upload a track and it has an AI uh, thing and it just creates just stems like for you. Breaks it, it sounds really right good. There. So like, yeah. Wow. And if, if you've like lost your files before, yeah. it's created that for you. So it's it's really dope. But um, I reached out to her on LinkedIn because I was like, oh, she's up to like really cool stuff. Sent her a message. We just chatted. And, you know, I, maybe it's been like a year since we've met or something. Not even probably. And, um, you know, she this past week, like made some intros for me and she's like, Hey, you should meet this person. And nice, you know, nice. one, one of our members who licensed their tracks in, uh, through this particular licensing company out of San Diego, he made an email intro and he was like, Hey, that pitch would be dope working with this country company. So I'm like, it's just all the internet. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well, and like, I met, I like, met my wife on TikTok. I met some of my best friends on, on TikTok, like on just on the internet. So, yep. Enoch met me through Instagram. That's wild. I did not know that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And then he just like went up and moved to I North met... Carolina. Yep. <laughs> nice. And Daniel, uh, I introduced you to Daniel yes. Grimmett, who owns Dark Label Music, awesome company for like producer development. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I met him through Facebook, even though he lived mm -hmm. like 10 minutes from me. I met him through Facebook like in 2010. Wow. Or something. Yeah, I just had a picture of a drum set and he hit me up and he's like, hey, I need a session drummer or something like that. Dang. And and because he was he was yeah, he had a uh, I was working out of studios here at the time. So like I actually have a call with him tomorrow, uh, to get into like talking about development, like for me to see like, you know, just to start planning things because I'm gonna um I'm gonna looks like I'm gonna work with him for uh you know, just like some Dark labels down. Yes, most definitely. I yeah, um if you uh, want producer development, Dark Label, I can't get behind it enough. He's amazing. He's my original mentor. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I'm excited for you to chat with him. He's a good dude. Same, sure. bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, well, listen, let's listen to this track that got uh, an Adidas placement. Let's do it. Hell man. yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> um, listen to this guy. It's five minutes. Long, um, bro. Let, uh, I'm trying to think, should we listen to the whole thing or like through half of it? I oh, can just, you just play half. It's like, 
at a certain point, it's like it's the same thing, but it repeats shapes. itself. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it repeats yeah. itself. Just yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah. We'll get through half it. They'll get the vibe. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, here we go. Uh, and this one's called. This track is called. Wait a second. Let you me got open this. it up. I won't say it. Let me open it up. <laughs> Court sneaks. Court sneaks. Hell baby. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the name, bro. If you give them a good enough name, then they'll be interested in listening to it, first of all. Court Sneaks, bro. All right, cool. Uh, here's Court Sneaks.
And that's that. Dang. That was fucking sick, dude. Thanks, man. Wow. Um, all right. So I'm going to do a quick uh, breakdown of why I think it landed. Yes. So this brief was a little bit different because they asked for over five minutes of music, mm. which is like, that's, if they're looking for, I don't know, it. every deal is different, you know, but for us, usually they want a track like no more than three and a half minutes. Right, right. Um, and this was different because it's like, wow, that's like a lot of, you know, a lot of material. But um, what's typical is when people make something they that, you know, can take up that entire space, um, they'll repeat themselves. Mm -hmm. um, but they repeat themselves almost like it's kind of like a pop track in a way where it's verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, you know, right, chorus. But right. They, but like, they don't really add that much differentiation. Like they have a build yeah, in a way, but, um, so like at the start, it's really chill. And by the end it's massive. Right. The cool thing about this is there wasn't a build from the start to the end. It was always like, you know, the same kind of energy level, but you gave like a lot of different variations of pretty similar thing. So you primarily had an A part and a B part. You had a verse and a chorus, really. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the cool thing is, is the verses, it was really cool because you had a lot of interplaying parts of when the drums came in, when they came out. And it was just really cool, man, because like you always, like the arrangement was really interesting. The arrangement was really good because there was enough variation where you could tell you were in the same place. Yeah. Um, but so like if, if somebody's using it, they can take little bits and like rearrange mm -hmm. it as they need mm -hmm. to like, really this, this track, you know, an editor could cut up rearrange and it would actually sound fine. Like if they did that, you know, yeah, yeah. it was, it was really like, it was really cool. I, I was really impressed by this track, man. Um, yeah, there was just like a lot of places where the drums were I like were in, but there was like only bass or there was no bass and there was just harmony there. Um that was really that was good, man. I'm like Thank really you. stoked about how this turned Thank out. You. Sick, dude. Um how was how was the production making it? What was your process? Honestly, <laughs> I had no preparation, no nothing. I got up at 4:30 that morning to go to work. You know, came off like a nine hour shift, came home, sat down and just pulled up some like stock logic horns. All I knew is I just wanted really big brass. I was like, this is basically like NFL theme music, right? This is like exactly, the band yeah. kids and, and the, and the, like the hip hop kids hung out basically is what it is. Right. Yeah. So I knew I wanted like really big trombones. So I layered like three or four trombones, you know, just all doing the same thing. Uh, but just started playing around on my key. I got a keyboard over here. Just started playing around on it till I like come up with that main uh that main melody or that main theme and from there it was a matter of like just looking through my samples okay i've got you know i've got some uh some marching band drums that's perfect that gives it like exactly the vibe you want and then i had a lot of different types of uh swells and build-ups due to like producing edm over the years and that was a big thing for me like you pointed out how the how the, the arrangement changes from like eight bar section to eight bar section i did my freaking best to not put 
the same build in the same places. You know what I mean? I might mm. I might use the same riser like three or four times throughout those five minutes, but sure. it's not in the same eight bar section as it was before. Or if it is, it's layered with another piece that's different. So it doesn't sound or feel the same. Yeah. You got the, yeah, that's, I think that was the key of why this probably landed is like a lot of the, it was enough differentiation without sounding like it was repeating itself. Yeah. And that's honestly, that was, that was a mental goal of mine. I was very conscious of that when going into it. Cause I've done stuff like game design where you have to have, you know, 20 different sounds for footsteps on rock. And then you got to make sure that they don't repeat themselves within like, you know, seven or eight instances. And then you have, yeah. you know, growing up on YouTube and the internet anyways, people have a short attention span and you don't want to like, even in a YouTube video, you don't want to hear the same music you were hearing a few minutes ago, unless it's like a specific theme. Like you want there to be variation. And so that was just a constant goal. It was like, okay, I cannot just copy paste stuff. I'll drag like a few elements from here to here, but then I got to change some stuff before I go on. Yeah. Yep. Thousand percent. Ah, oh, dude, that's great. Um, what advice would you have to people, you know, pursuing their career in music, any of that pitch members, you know, you're killing it, dude. So what advice you got? Life advice, production advice, everything, business advice, <laughs> business advice. I'm not going to speak on cause I've only just started my own. You know, that's what I'm calling Daniel tomorrow. Get some business advice, uh, <laughs> life advice. I I'm a, I moved here, got married and work, you know, 40, 45 hours a week with an hour plus on the road every day. Um, and I still, I still make time to produce. So I think it all comes down to mindset. Like you said before, just like one with time management two with believing it can be done um, because it can, as, as we're seeing here. And then three, well, you got to open your mind, you know, like for the longest time it was like, okay, if I want to be a producer, I've got to get into studios where artists are and like play in my beats and, you know, make connections with people that way. And then it was, okay, maybe I can talk to some people online. And then it's somebody introducing me to sync, which I, I didn't know existed. And so the more I learned, the more I'm like having to redefine what, uh, what music business or what business as a producer looks like. And I'm, I'm starting to learn that there's, you know, many different ways that money's going to come in. It's not going to be like one standard thing. And we're also used to nine to fives or people in my position are that we just think about it like this is the job and you get money from doing this one thing. And it's it's just not that way. And so the more I can learn that or the more we can all learn that, the quicker you'll be able to see opportunity in other areas and start bringing money in. Always have an offer. Mm. That's that's the that's one of the best pieces of advice I ever had is if somebody's got a problem, always have an offer. You made you made a video on this for what past Wednesdays. You know what? I think I did. I know you did. Yeah. I was I was Always listening to it on the way home from work. <laughs> I got to start doing more of those live streams because it's apparently helping everyone. <laughs> I've just been watching. There's a lot of good advice. Like if I'm out on break at work or something, I'll be listening to it and just take notes. Dude, you're killing it, dude. Thanks, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, dude. Um, got any pluggables anywhere for people to check out your music, uh, learn about you, reach out to you? Mm, Instagram. I don't know how to put the like, you know, but yeah, in Instagram and TikTok is, is pretty much it. It's a picture. I've, I've put and, that yeah. before, I think. Um, that's my name yeah. on. You can look up Isaiah. Yeah, English. there you go. I might, well, I might come up as Isaiah English. I should. My name should be on there. You should. I, you did. You did it for me. Okay, cool. Just look up Isaiah English and then it's a picture. There you go. There you go, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's dude. It's all, it's all. Uh, well, awesome, man. Yeah.